And we're going to be in chapter 30 of 1 Samuel. And that's, that's the next to last chapter. So you're almost all the way to 2 Samuel. But 1 Samuel chapter 30. And I have preached on this subject before about three or four years ago. Uh, and I don't know if it, I, this will be the same or not. I don't think it is. I think I remember what I preached. But it is in this area. I, I would preach of Ziklag this morning. If you find your place in chapter 30 of 1 Samuel, I'll ask you if you would. We're only going to read about six verses if you're able to. And if you're willing, we'll ask you to rise for the reading of it. If you're not able to, it's, uh, we understand and I'm sure God understands. Uh, but we'll begin here in chapter 30, 1 Samuel. And the Bible here reads as follows. It says, And it came to pass, when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, and smitten Ziklag, and burnt it with fire. And had taken the women captives uh, that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away, and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and his people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives, uh, Ahinoam the Jezreelitess and Abigail the wife of Nabal the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself and the Lord is God. And Lord, this morning, just ask you to help me to preach these things you've laid upon my heart. I ask you to help us all, Lord, in the hearing of your word, that we hear with understanding, and Lord, that we hear uh, and be built up and be built closer to you. Help us, Lord, uh, to put aside the, the thoughts of the things of this world for this time. Uh, Lord, that we might be able to hear you deeply uh, and be able to understand. Lord, help us, Lord, this morning, I pray, and ask this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Would, if I, if I can this morning, the Lord will help me to preach to you of David and of Ziklag. Uh, we look at this great loss that David faced. There's a reason I'm preaching this. Uh, we, we said going into the revival uh, that if we were to have God to help us out any, we would surely be fought. And, and we've, we've had a, a, a good period of revival, not just that week, but I believe there's still a good spirit about the church. And we began to see a little bit of, of the dealings and the fightings that are coming uh, from evil, beginning to see uh, how, how that he's uh, tried to work back against some of us here. And, and I believe we're in for some fights. Uh, and I believe that we're in uh, for, some, for some tough fights. Uh, but it's all part of this war that we're in. And, and if we've really determined, as we say we've determined, that we're going to serve God, uh, then that means we're going to serve Him through some tough fights. And there's going to be some times where it looks like we've just taken a defeat. And it looks like uh, that, that we've just taken several steps back. And this is where David's at here with Ziklag. That's why I'm preaching here this morning. If you look at what it looked like he had lost. Because he had come back. Uh, he was in Ziklag. Ziklag was a city of the Philistines. Now this wasn't somewhere David really belonged anyhow. Uh, he was in the city of Ziklag and had built himself up there uh, with his people. But it being a, a city of the Philistines, uh, they had called David to go to war with them against Saul. Uh, and, David, and, and David was in a position there where everything it looked like he would do was wrong. 
Uh, and I don't know what was on his mind. It doesn't tell us. I don't know if David thought, well, it must be God's will then that I go with the Philistines to battle against Saul because he knew that he was to be king and not Saul. But if so, God wasn't with that because he sent David back. I don't know if he thought, well, I'll go there and join myself with Saul against the Philistines. Uh, but if so, uh, God wasn't with that for he sent David back. It was time for Saul to be removed from the picture. I don't know what was on David's mind. It doesn't really tell us. Uh, he may have thought uh, that I'll just go and they'll send me back like they did. Uh, I don't know. But that's not really what I want to preach to you about. I want to preach about what happened at Ziklag. See, this was where David had holed himself up. David was on the, on the run from Saul, but he had run to the Philistines. Now, y'all know that I preach to you often that Egypt is a type and a picture of the world. The Philistines are as well. But the Philistines always deal with the daily dealings and the daily temptations and trials and attacks of this world. Egypt usually deals with us making a decision to go back to the world. The Philistines were constantly there at Israel, constantly giving them fits, constantly giving them problems. And David was over with the Philistines. He was somewhere he didn't belong. But God knew what he was doing in David's life. And here... David looked like he had worked a great victory in going down to Ziklag and gotten himself a place where he could have rest. And I don't know maybe where you and I are at in our lives. But sometimes I, I know this. I don't just believe it. I know this. We can get ourselves in a position where we think we're in a position of rest and God is blessing us where in fact we're where we don't need to be. In fact, we're in a position where we're compromised, uh, where we've joined ourselves uh, to the things of this world. Do you hear me? And we can get ourselves to a spot where we think we're in the will of God and we're outside the will of God. And we can get so convinced of it that the only way that God's going to get us out and get us where we're supposed to be because David needed to be in Hebron right now. He didn't know it yet. He didn't even know that Saul had been defeated yet. But when he came back to Ziklag, Saul had already been defeated and been killed. And it was time for David to take his place. But David was in Ziklag. And in order for God to get David where David needed to be, uh, he had to go and burn his Ziklag. And it's times where in order for God to get us where we really need to be, he's got to get us out from where we think we need to be. And there's times where, where we think we need to be is not productive for us. It's not helpful for us. It's not going to help the children of God. The rest of, the, the, the rest of Israel would not have been helped if David remained in Ziklag. But now in order for this to happen, in order for God to convince David uh, uh, that he needed to leave this place, he had, to, he had to take away all his possessions. Did you see that? When they burned Ziklag, he lost all his possessions. And we can, get, we can get held and bound by our very possessions. The things we own, the things we have can hold us back from serving God. Does anybody believe that this morning? We can get tied down into the point that we think that God's blessings have to do with money. And we can start serving money instead of serving God. And I believe there's been many people that started out well, that, that fell into that trap and thought, well, God's blessing me with this other job and I might have to work a few Sundays or I might have to do a few things that I ought not have to do, uh, but God's blessed me with this job. And y'all, that can be Ziklag. 
It can just be a place of compromise with this world and not God's blessing at all. And God may need to take some things away from us sometimes in order for us to end up serving God where we're supposed to be. And sometimes, now this was the the Amalekites that attacked Ziklag. That wasn't God's people. Those were enemies of God. But God can use His very enemies to use to move me and you where we're supposed to be. Sometimes these attacks of the devil come because God's letting the devil attack in order to move us around, get us out from where we're comfortable, and get us where we're supposed to be. Even to the point losing possessions. You know, after all, do you have any possessions at all that are worth anything compared to an eternal or an everlasting treasure in heaven? I don't, you don't either. And we know that in our minds, but somehow we get attached to things. And it may be that some of the things that we have to lose, it's not just the devil attacking us, it's the Lord allowing those things to be consumed that we might be moved. He had to lose not only his possessions, but if you you look, he had to suffer separation from his own family. His wives were taken, and everybody there, their wives and their kids, were taken away. Now, if you continue reading in there, they were restored. But at that moment, he didn't know they were going to be restored. And there's times wedges come up in families, uh, and, and they come up, and you don't know if they're going to be healed or not. And you just testified of a breach that was healed, but there was a time you didn't know it was going to be healed. Uh, and you've testified of a breach that you hope is being healed, but you don't know right now. You can't see the future. And there's things that we may not know how they're going to work out. Uh, and, and David here was looking at a breach between him and his family. Uh, and it was a grievous thing. And it is. It's a hurtful thing to have a breach in our family and to have a separation between us and our family members. Uh, but it may be necessary. Uh, although that doesn't make sense in our minds sometimes. We go to bed. We don't ever go to bed praying, uh, God, let there be some kind of division in my family. We don't pray that kind of thing. But it's sometimes necessary uh, that God would have a division between us and somebody in our family so that either them or that we would be moved to where God wants us moved. Everything that happens, every trial that happens, every temptation that comes about, every tribulation that comes about is not to work evil. But some of them are to work good and to get us, first off, we have to be thinking right uh, and to get us moving right. Uh, David not only had to look at the end of his possessions, He had to look at separation between him and his family. Uh, And then he had to look at all of his people being against him. Uh, And there's time, and they seemingly, according to man's thoughts, had reason to be against him. As a matter of fact, even if you look spiritually, they had a pretty good argument. David, you're the one that got us down to Ziklag, and he did. And it looks like this isn't where God wanted us to be, and it's not. It looked like that he had, it looked like they had a pretty valid argument. And as a matter of fact, they did. And sometimes all the things that people have against us, they've got a point. I, I've had people to make to argue against me and tell me just how wrong I was and have to shut my mouth and realize, you know what, they're right. And sometimes the burning of our ziklag involves the humbling of our pride involves us realizing that where we've been and where we've got ourselves stuck 
is a place we had no business being in the first place. And I wish I could say that a child of God is wise enough just by being a child of God that he don't have to have his ziklag burned. He'll just move. But it just don't seem that way. I don't think it's ever seemed that way and I still don't think it is. I've told you I expect that we're going to have some, some fights on our hands. I do. I expect that you're going to see some of these same things. I expect that all of us are going to look around and, and maybe we won't have the same things but some of us will look at possessions uh, at, at possessions lost, at money lost at, at financial opportunities lost, maybe job opportunities lost. I don't know what it'll be. Some of us may look at divisions in our families uh, where some won't have what you're doing and won't have the way you're going. Uh, and you may see that. And you may see your own family separate away from you. And you don't know if it's going to be temporary or permanent. And some of us may look and see the arguments of our own people against us. And may see that for our own selves where we have went wrong and where we have compromised ourselves and where we are in places where we never should have been. And if that's what it takes, if that's what it takes though, it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. And so as you fight coming up, these fights against the devil, what I'm trying to get you to do is listen for the Lord. Because what did David do? It said he encouraged himself in the Lord his God. That's what turns this whole thing around. If David had not encouraged himself in the Lord, if he just got down under the situation and got down under the circumstances and looked at everything his uh, he lost and cried out to God, God, everything was here. You were blessing me. How come all this is removed? He'd have never got anywhere. We wouldn't have heard about David anywhere else in the Scriptures. Uh, but it's because that he encouraged himself in the Lord his God that he was able to take this defeat and let it turn into a victory. Everything that happened in 2 Samuel happened because of this chapter right here. And it turns on that one thing because David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And whatever comes our way, over the next days or weeks or months whatever it looks like that you or I may have lost or lost out on no matter who it looks like may turn against us no matter what happens in our lives we have to encourage ourselves in the Lord our God what we have to believe in here is His wisdom if something's removed from me it must be that I needed it removed. It must be that I didn't need it. It must be that it's a hindrance. It must be that God saw fit that my ziklag be burned. And the same for you. And I don't mean that there won't be any pain involved. And it might be you and it might be me that finds ourselves crying on an altar somewhere in our house or in the church and the church is open to you. I don't know who or why or what it might be. But I want to encourage you that no matter what comes our way, and no matter what it looks like we've lost remember that a loss if it's a loss of this world is a gain and when David lost Ziklag he lost nothing what he gained was the kingdom uh, he thought he was losing but he was winning and if you and I look like that we're losing something right now and if things are peeling off and peeling away from us right now we're losing nothing if our hopes and if our sight and if our mind and if our heart is set on God, the Lord our God, and if we encourage ourselves in the Lord our God, and we determine that we're going to do what's His will, we're losing nothing if we lose things of this world. And it's all right. It's all right if the Lord makes us uncomfortable. 
Boy, I hope it's all right. I think everything he's ever done for me involved me being uncomfortable somewhere. I, I, I can't think of anything that he's done, any major movements in my life, that it didn't involve me being uncomfortable first. I was pretty uncomfortable before I got saved. I, I was kind of uncomfortable coming here. Everything I can think of the Lord doing put me in a spot where I didn't know what to do first. And if you feel yourself getting in those spots right now, I hope this is ringing true with you. I want you to understand the Lord burning your ziklag. It says the Amalekites burned it. But I'm going to tell you it was the Lord burned ziklag. He just used the Amalekites to do it. And if you feel like your ziklag's getting burned, your safe spot, your safe little compromises with this world, if you feel like they're getting burned and getting taken away from you, I don't want you to feel like you're in defeat. It might, it might seem like you're in defeat, but if it's your little safe spots with this world getting burned, there's a victory coming. There's a victory coming. The rest of this chapter, I don't really want to get into this victory that happened. I want you to read it. But this morning, I just want you to have faith that you can trust in the Lord your God. And He'll bring about victory in your lives. How many of you still have a victory you need to see? Maybe the Lord's got to burn something for it to happen. Maybe, maybe you've got to be moved off a safe spot and off a comfortable spot before the Lord's going to use you uh, to witness to that lost one that you've got out there. Maybe they've got to see you endure something before they get moved. I don't know. I don't know the reasons God does everything, but I know He has reasons. And I know that what looks like a defeat for us ain't always a defeat. Amen. I don't know where you're at. And it's going to be a real short one today. But I felt like somebody needs it. Maybe a few of us do. I need it. I'm going to guarantee you while I was looking at this to preach it, I know I need it. I've got changes going on in my life and having to get rid of things. And that's all right. Whatever I've got to get rid of so the Lord can have His work, I just need to get rid of it. And, and, and the same for you. Don't fear. Don't fear. If the Lord's doing something in your life, and you don't know what he's doing, and it seems like it costs you everywhere you turn, don't fear. But encourage yourself in the Lord your God. Encourage yourself in the Lord. That's your victory. That's your victory. You just go ahead when it looks like that if you would back off, maybe everything would be alright. You just go ahead and push through. Go ahead and push through and don't worry about what it seems like it costs you. And don't worry about what, if it seems like people are against you, don't worry about the people. People ain't got no control over the things of God. God has control over the things of God. God alone has control over whether He'll bless you or whether He'll put you down. Don't worry about what the people think. Don't worry about the things that seems like are cost. Can I tell you what the Lord said about those things that cost? He said over in Mark chapter 10, and it said, Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that has left house or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands. You see, that's all the possessions. That's all the family. It's all the people. It's all that stuff we're talking about. For my sake and the gospel's. Listen, if you're leaving something for the Lord's sake and for the gospel's sake, He's talking to you. It says, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time. In this time's in this life. Houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions. Let me explain that. First off, he ain't talking about you'll have 
a hundred more physical brothers. He's not saying that if you lose something at your house, you'll get a hundred more uh, things that you lost. He's saying you'll get much, much, much more in this life. But he says it's with persecutions. Listen, you're going to have persecutions anyhow. But he says you can have more in this life. You understand he's talking about spiritual blessings. You can see things in this life if you'll follow through. You can see things in this life even if there are persecutions that come with it. You can see more and you can have more of God in this life. You can have more of God's will worked in your life. You can have more of God's blessings on your life. You can have more of your prayers answered in this life. You can see God move in your own family in this life. If you'll leave them behind, you can have more of them. If you'll leave it all behind and if you'll just trust God and let Him burn your ziklag, you can have much more ahead of you. David left a city that was of the Philistines, went to Hebron and was crowned king. He got much more in return because he was willing to leave it. He didn't go back to Ziklag and rebuild it. When God takes it away from you, don't rebuild it. Just go ahead and move on and let God move you wherever He's going to move you. He said all these things in this life and in the world to come, eternal life. See, that's where it's really at. The eternal treasures. If you say, oh, I, don't get this, I might not get this specific prayer answered in this life. I can't guarantee you you will. I can tell you that if you follow the Lord, He'll answer more of your prayers. Because if you're following Him, you're more in tune with Him. And the more your heart's in tune with Him, the more what you desire is His will. And so the more you follow Him and the closer you follow Him, it just follows that the more your prayers are going to get answered. I can't tell you which specific ones. Who am I to do that? But I know that the more you're willing to leave behind, the more you gain. And that's what He said to end that. He says, but many that are first shall be last. Many last first. The more that you're content to let Ziklag burn, the more He'll give you back. And the more He'll give you. Yeah, we're going to get some fights. Some of y'all are already in some. I know y'all are in some. And the rest of us, we can expect more to come. They're going to happen. But let the Lord remove what He wants to remove. We've made some commitments. We're going to follow the Lord. Then let Him perform His surgery. Let Him burn down our ziklags. Let it go. And just follow through. Follow on through. Because everything you follow after this, after David encouraged himself in the Lord his God, after that, everything you see for David is the Lord's will being worked in his life. And you see him put where God told him he was going to be years before. When he anointed him to be the king, you see it happen. And there may be promises you feel. Does anybody feel like they've got a promise that's unfulfilled yet that God's promised them something? You ever feel like maybe God's promised you somebody in your family? God's promised you something to be restored? It may be you have to let some things burn off before God will fulfill that promise. A lot went on between Abraham being promised an heir and him getting an heir. And a lot went on in David's life between him being anointed king and him being made the king. And there may be some promises you've got out there. Are you content to let the Lord burn some things and let Him put some things behind? Are you content to not worry if the people in your family and out of your family say things? But just take courage in the Lord your God. Take courage in the Lord your God in His wisdom. 
Have faith that He knows what He's doing. You don't have to know the future. That's a good thing because I don't know any of it. But I know He knows it. And I might not have of myself the wisdom to even know what I need to do this afternoon. And I can get myself in a spot of confusion real easy. I ain't no better than you. But I know God knows what He's doing. And I know He knows how to act. If we can just have that faith. Encourage yourself in the Lord. When you see things around you seem to fall apart, encourage yourself in the Lord. He knows what He's doing. He might be taken away from you, but if He's taken away from you, it needed to be took. He's going to give you something that He intends for you. If you'll just let Him. If you'll just let Him. Brother Don, why don't you come up and let's sing, let's sing Amazing Grace. Mom, would you come up? Let's, let's close out the song.